the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life like it matters. And today, I got a little butterflies going on in the belly. Because today, uh, this evening, I will start uh, Leadership Awakening with Team 236. I think we're at uh, seven people. We keep our classes small. Our target class size is uh, no more than 12 people, although I've done class of 27, but we keep them small, very intimate. Uh, and those seven people, and I have four staff, uh, my son will be joining me and my wife, and then I have two people flying in. Uh, and we're going to take people through a journey, a journey that will help them clean themselves up, a journey that will help them ask and answer important questions like, who are they? Like, why are they here? Like, what's their purpose? Uh, a journey that will allow them to take a look at uh, who they are and why they're here and how do they know what the purpose of their life is. A journey that will let them clean up some uh, hurt and pain from the past that they never should have been carrying with them and a chance to learn the power uh, of that body, the power of that mind uh, and the spiritual component that together make us who we are. And so before I, whenever I get ready to go into class, I get very introspective. I get very introspective uh, when I take people through this process. And by the way, you can read about this process at likeitmatters.net. When I take them through it, I have to go through it. And so my spirit gets a little agitated, gets a little on edge. And so today I just want to continue a conversation that we started earlier in the week. Uh, it really is about mental health. Uh, it's about the stimulus and response. But it really is about our self-control. You know, that's what emotional intelligence is. Emotional intelligence is the right emotion with the right intensity at the right time for the right reason, direct toward the right person the right way. You know, we're called in the Beatitudes to be meek. Matter of fact, the Bible says that the meek shall inherit the earth. And a lot of people think that meek is weak. I guess they sound alike. And then you see... Uh, Jesus being crucified and not responding and being slapped around and abused and not responding. And so we think that that, that, is, uh, that is what he means by be meek, is just be a, a, a doorknob, just be someone who people walk all over. Uh, that's not, that is not what meek means. Meek is power under control. That's what made what Jesus did so powerful. Because he could have called down... It was not those nails that kept Jesus on the cross. It was not the Roman soldiers that kept Jesus on the cross. It was love that kept Jesus on the cross because God so loved the world that he did something about it. And so you got to realize 
that we have motivation, we have drivers, we have control, things that we can control. Emotional intelligence is about controlling our emotions, having the right emotion with the right intention, uh, with the right purpose, direct to the right person. Long-suffering and patience is having a right attitude under hardships or unfairness. Don't you see? Meekness is having the right response, your power under control. It is the equivalent of a bridled stallion. That's what meek is. Have you ever been on a horse? That thing can kill you in many different ways. I, I was thrown off a horse, knocked unconscious. I was been kicked by a horse, thought I was going to die. That's a powerful creature. But it allows you on its back. It allows you to put a bit and a bridle on its head and its mouth. It allows you to kick it in the side with spurs on. It allows you to yank on its neck. It could throw you off. It could take off running 100 miles, well, I don't know, 100, maybe it's 60-ish miles an hour. And trust me, with no helmet, with no windshield, with no metal around you, 60 miles an hour is enough to kill you. I promise you. And so we're going to talk about power. We're going to talk about freedom. You know, Tony Robbins made a lot of money, not just on his good looks and his great height. God gave, gave him a lot of gifts. But on this thing called personal power. Unleash your personal power. Remember that big personal power. Well, we all can unleash personal power. You don't need to pay him $100,000 and buy him another island on Fiji or whatever. Today, we want to talk about personal power and freedom. See, once we understand how much control we have in the creation and management of our mental health, this is true power and freedom. There's a saying out there. Two men sit behind bars. One sees mud. The other sees stars. We must ask ourselves, what's the difference? They're both behind bars. They're sitting next to each other. They're in the same scenario. They're in the same environment. Yet one of them sees mud. And one of them sees stars. What's the difference? The difference is what's happening in the space between the stimulus and the response. Don't you see? No one responds to reality. We respond to our map of reality. When Jesus Christ was being crucified by his creatures, he said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Not a single person listening to my voice right now would have done the same thing in Jesus' place. So don't lie to me. We'd want justice, right? No justice, no peace. You can't treat me this way. Who do you think I am? Boy, I'm so sick and tired of the world treating me this way. Boy, all white people do this. Boy, all black people do this. Boy, all women do this. Boy, all gay people do this. Boy, all... Oh, no. Never happened, right? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, today we're going to talk about the power that we have. Today we're going to understand that the situation doesn't control you. What you tell yourself about the situation is what controls you. That's one of my favorite jokes, my favorite stories. Ronald Reagan, is, I think it was one of his favorite. It, it was a joke about some parents. They had two boys, uh, twin boys, I don't know, five or six. They were young boys. And the parents were worried that the boys had developed extreme personalities. You know, one was a total pessimist. The other was a, a total optimist. And, and the parents wanted some balance, you know, the yin and the yang, the emotional intelligence, you know, to – to give him a foundation. So he wanted to help each one go from the extreme to kind of come back to the middle somewhere. And so they hired this psychiatrist, uh, and their psychiatrist figured, uh, you know, we'll see what we can do here. And so first the psychiatrist treated the pessimist. 
wanting to brighten his outlook, you know. So the psychiatrist took him to a room piled to the ceiling with brand new toys. I mean, who couldn't be happy, right, kid, with a room full of toys? I mean, what kid's not going to be happy? But guess what? He didn't yelp with delight. The little boy burst into tears. What's the matter? The psychiatrist acts baffled. Don't you want to play with any of the toys? You got a room full of toys. You got, you got every toy a kid could ever want. Don't you want to play with the toys? Yes, the little boy bawled. But if I did, I'd only break them. So the psychiatrist just shook his head, couldn't believe it. So next the psychiatrist figured, let me focus on the optimist. So he treated the optimist, wanting to dampen his outlook because he was always excited about everything. What the psychiatrist did is he took him to a different room. But when he had this room, it just filled with horse manure. The whole room was filled almost to the top with horse manure. I'd never seen so much horse manure. And so he takes the boy to that room filled with horse manure, almost to the ceiling. Now he expects the boy to like, uh, do this weird gesture. But instead of wrinkling a nose in disgust, instead of being turned off, the optimist admitted just the yelp of delight the psychiatrist had been helping, I mean, hoping to hear from his brother, the pessimist. Then he clambered to the top of the pile. He dropped to his knees and he just began flinging horse manure everywhere, gleefully digging out scoop after scoop with his, with his bare hands. And the psychiatrist is now beside himself. So what do you think you're doing? And he's just baffled. And he said, the boy looked at him and said, with all this manure, there must be a pony in here somewhere. <laughs> right? It's not what happens to us that makes us who we are. It's how we respond to it. Transactional analysis tells us that between the stimulus and the response, there's a space, and in that space is our power and our freedom. And it's up to you to take that power and take that freedom, because most people won't give it to you. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about two men sit behind bars. One sees mud, the other sees stars. Which one you going to be? I'm black. We'll be back. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. For the life of your home, visit thinkami.com. 
Are you tired of feeling sticky and hot this summer? Call Air Mechanical to come out and service your air conditioner, recommend a replacement, or discuss dehumidifier options. They have air conditioners in stock, and financing is available on new equipment and repairs. If you're ready to start feeling more comfortable and enjoy your summer, think Air Mechanical. Air Mechanical leads the metro area in heating and cooling services. Just go to thinkami.com. For the life of your home, visit thinkami.com. Hi, I'm Anthony Commerce with Commerce Water. Let us build you a long-lasting, high-efficiency water softener. If you contact us now, you'll get $400 off our new wet technology water softener. Do it right the first time. Contact Commerce.com. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And today, we are talking about our power, our control. You know, we have a lot more control than we realize. There are a lot of things out there we cannot control. But there are a lot of things that we can control. And this is why I like to teach you about how God made us, how we work. You know, we do have control. Our mind is six times faster than we can talk. Uh, And so we can hold our thoughts captive. We can uh, take our thoughts uh, captive to to Christ. We can do some truth therapy. We can slow things down. See, but this is it. See, we work on autopilot. We work on autopilot. We, We are unconscious creatures. We've all driven home before without realizing how we drove home. Yet we stopped at all the stops. We did all the things we were supposed to do. Uh, and then we wound up right at home. But mentally, we're somewhere else. We have the reticular activating system. This is how God made you. You have a RAS, the unconscious brain. It's the unconscious brain's focal center. And whatever you focus on, it sees. I don't know how to say it. It's, it's kind of like your remote control. If you took your remote control and pointed it to your tuner, you know, we used to call them TVs. But now, more appropriately, we call them tuners because that's what they are. They're tuners. Uh, we set a frequency. There's an object in there that, that we can direct towards a frequency. And whatever it picks up on that frequency, it plays through that tuner. And so if, you're, if you take your remote control and turn your tuner to ESPN, why would you be expecting to watch SpongeBob? If you took your tuner and focused, uh, I mean, remote control and focused your tuner on Telemundo, why would you be expecting to watch Fox News? See, that's how your reticular activating system works. Whatever you focus on, remember, it's at the unconscious level. 
it sees more of. I, I give the example. My, uh, I am not the uh, husband of one wife, unfortunately. I did things my way. Uh, but the wife I have now will be my last wife, my only wife, just so you know, uh, because I do now walk God's way, not my way. Uh, but uh, I have uh, three kids by two other women, uh, all married at the time. Uh, and um, when I got married to my uh, wife, uh, we were not going to have kids. I'd already had three kids. Uh, and she wound up getting pregnant. Now, she was not a baby kid, and part of it was because the world's so dark, she didn't want to bring in a, a child into this dark world. But you know what? After she got pregnant, do you know what she saw everywhere? She saw pregnant women. Do you know what she saw everywhere? She saw babies. She could not believe how many people were pregnant. She could not believe how many babies there were. I mean, she would have swore it was the end of World War II. And a couple of hundred thousand men were coming home from war ready to, to have some relations with their wives. Right, it's called the baby boom, because all these men came home at the same time and got to know their wives again. Right? Don't you get it? That wasn't going on. There was no more people pregnant when my wife was pregnant than the year before. There was no more babies around with my wife than the year before, or the year before that. Now there might be a few differences. You know what I'm saying? Why did she notice them all over the place then? See, her reticular activating system was Raz was set on that channel. And so I tell in my training, I have people every morning focus on five things they're excited about, five things they're grateful for. Before they leave their room, before they come to breakfast, before they meet their fellow students, before they meet Mr. Black, before they start class in their rooms, I have them list out five things they're excited about, five things they're grateful for. Why? Because I'm climbing in their head and I'm taking their remote control without them realizing it. And I'm focusing their uh, reticular activating system on the grateful channel. Grateful is the one channel, if we could lose our remote, that's the time to lose it. If there's one channel you're ever going to park on in your life, it is grateful. It is grateful. Because if you're a child of God, you cannot be a victim. You have unmerited favor. You are a prince or a princess, because that's what a child of a king is called. You did nothing to earn it. Someone else died for it. All you had to do was freely accept and humble yourself. So do you see what I'm saying? Grateful. That's why Paul tells us in all things I'm grateful. All my suffering, all my wants, all my needs, I am grateful. Because no matter what happens, one day I'll take my last breath on this planet. I'll wake up in the presence of God. And I will hear from my Savior, my Redeemer, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's it. And so I have people focus on the grateful channel. Because not enough people on the grateful channel. You know what you'll never see on the grateful channel? Victim. You'll never see victim on the Grateful Channel. Because you can't be a victim and grateful at the same time. Now, let's be honest. Most of us can do it five minutes apart. Remember, when the Israelites were freed from their slavery, remember the, the same Pharaoh who had them all their children, their boys under two, slaughtered because he was afraid of this guy called Moses. Remember when Pharaoh uh, uh, you know, got all those people out of there. Remember that? When he let them all go. And then they hunted them down. And now these free people, they were slaves, they were tortured, their children were killed, free, and God was walking with them. And just three days later, I mean, they just came up against the wall of the Red Sea, 
and all of a sudden God parted the Red Sea, and two million people walked on dry land that just a minute ago was Red Sea, and then they got through, and then they looked back, and the Egyptian army was coming after them, and they all swallowed up in the ocean. The walls of water fell in. And 72 hours after that, they were clamoring, begging to go back to Egypt, begging to die in Egypt. Why did you take us out here? Don't you hear it? We are such ungrateful creatures. Such a, remember, I always tell people, Genesis 1-1 says in the beginning. That's 1-1. You know what Genesis uh, 6-5 says? Boy, did I screw up. <laughs> That's what it says. Boy, did I screw up. <laughs> that shows you what we're dealing with. That shows you people and how tough it is and what a struggle it is. There are 1,189 chapters with 66 books that make up the modern Bible. There are 929 chapters across 39 books of the Old Testament. There are 260 chapters across 27 books of the New Testament. There are 31,102 verses in the Bible, which is made up of about uh, 23,000. Wow. And in the Old and 7,900 in the New. It is 785,000 long. And five chapters into it, God said, enough. So your struggle in your marriage, your struggle with your kids, your struggle with yourself, your struggle in your business, that's normal. That's what Romans 3.23 says, we're all fall short of the glory of God. But what we got to do is remind ourselves that we're here for a purpose. We got to remind ourselves that all things work for the good for those who love him are called according to purpose. We got to realize that God's growing us and God meets us where we're at, but doesn't leave us where we're at. And so if you're going to grow into the person that you're created to be, then you've got to figure out how you work. You've got to figure out that machine called the human body. You've got to figure out how you create experience with the mind, the conscious and the unconscious. And then you've got to deal with the spiritual issues because it is appointed for man to die one time and then comes the judgment. And do you know when people are ready to deal with this? When they get a phone call from the doctor and they find, hear the word cancer. Where their spouse says, I'm in love with another man or another woman. When their seven-year-old kid, they find out, is beginning gender reassignment uh, training uh, by their uh, preschool teacher or their second-grade teacher. Right? See, September 11th makes us ask questions like that. Wondering how this guy in the White House got in the White House makes us ask questions like that. But I take people into my class and we get real. And we have them take a look at that. And what's going on? And so you got to know you have more power. We got to take use of what God's given us. So I have not focused on the Grateful Channel. You'll never see victim on the Grateful Channel. And you know the other channel I have people focus on? The Excited Channel. Because, again, you'll never see depression on the Excited Channel. And so five things you're excited about, five things you're grateful for. Here's the problem. The world is grabbing your remote control. See, if you don't set your remote control, if you don't consciously take control, if you don't get out of the pasture seat, remember, we only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. The rest is unconscious. And so if you're going to make any lasting change, you must follow the rules of the unconscious brain. So if you're, you've got to get out of that pasture seat, autopilot, and get in the driver's seat. You've got to take control of your remote control. If you don't set your tuner, the world will, traffic will, an angry boss will, uh, an angry spouse will, a fight with the kids will, um, low blood sugar will, 
uh, some trauma from the past will, fear and doubt will, medical uh, concerns of yours will. You've got to grab that remote and you've got to focus in on, on, on who you are. On what's important. And I'm going to tell you right now, you got to stay off the channels of the world. The world wants you to get on the victim channel. Stay off the victim channel. It's a 24-7 feed. It's worse than CNN. Oh, it's terrible. It's going gonna, it's gonna to destroy you. It's going to show you all the ways that you should feel sorry for yourself. And stay off the, uh, the Life Ain't No Fair channel. You know, I read my good book and I learned two things. Number one, life ain't no fair. I wasn't born 6'2 in a Kennedy. And the second thing I read is that life is hard. And so accept those. You don't need to be a victim. You don't need to feel sorry for yourself. Fight the good fight. You're a warrior. You're a leader. You're a conduit. When you get knocked on your butt, you expect it's part of the battle. And then you pick yourself up. You dust yourself off. You hit it again. And if it knocks you down again, then you pick yourself up. You dust yourself off, and you hit it again and again and again and again. That's fortitude. That's resilience. That's biblical. For a righteous man will stumble seven times but get back up, but the wicked will stumble in the room. Which one are you, wise or wicked? It's all about choice. This is about your power, your freedom, your decisions. We'll be back in three minutes. Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive professional communication training to to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before and it's there's nothing like it there's 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 no way to explain it with words you have to experience it leadership awakening change your heart change your mind change your life go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next leadership awakening it's not only changing lives it's saving lives that's likeitmatters.net slash schedule Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matami Dive. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like uh, a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. 
One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters. Uh, You know what? This is all about education. This is all about information. This is all about motivation. That's what it's about. I want to inspire you. I want to give you some knowledge that you can apply. And I want to move you. I want to to make you feel better. You know, I was reading this thing on ICANN about uh, what we need for our kids. You know, the five C's of positive youth development, connection, confidence, character, competence, contribution. It's just, it's basic common sense. Uh, and yet people aren't connected with anybody. We're socially distancing. We're moving ourselves. We have all the dysphoria. We don't know who we are. We don't know who we are as an American. We don't know who we are as a, as a man. It's confusing being a man today. There's such a war on men. Men don't know what they're supposed to be. Why do you think so many men want to be girls? I mean, let's be honest, men have been attacked, been put down, been told they're the cause of all problems, been told everything's their fault, every war, everything is a man's fault, it's all men's fault, all patriarchal society. So, oh my gosh, you wonder why our little boys are growing up screwed up, and then you make them a white person, a white boy, uh, now we're told that they're the most evil, and then you make them a follower of God, a Christian, oh my gosh, they are now to Joe Biden's America, the biggest threat to Joe Biden's America, a white Christian, conservative, is the biggest threat to Joe Biden. He said that. That's the biggest threat, not ISIS, not anything else. So how do we have a connection with ourselves? How do we have a connection with people? If you don't believe like everybody else, then you don't belong. So you have to pretend to believe like everybody else and sell your soul. How do you, how do you get confidence in that? Where does confidence come from? Confidence is knowing who you are, knowing how to overcome, uh, knowing why you get up each day. And there's, it's the opposite of dysphoria. It's the opposite of dysphoria. There's no confidence, except if you're an LGBTQ or, or a black uh, progressive uh, homosexual, you can have all confidence in that because you run, run the world. This is your world now. But outside of that, uh, there's not. Even a woman in sports. I mean, we did all this with Title IX, and now we're destroying women's sports because these men who don't want to be men anymore pretend to be women it's still, still, which brings us to character. Character, take a responsibility, a sense of independence, individuality, connection of principles and values. But we're not supposed to have principles and values, remember? That's called judgmental. That's called closed-minded. That's called hate speech. Do you see how confusing this is? And I'm a 56-year-old man. I'll turn 57 soon. How, how does a 7-year-old kid maneuver this? Has a 12-year-old girl who's getting ready to go through the, the chain, the puberty and start her period and all that, who's getting all this weird stuff out of her body, how does she deal? Which brings us to the competence, the ability to act. And I'll just stop there. It says to act effectively at school and social schools at work. Oh, my gosh, everybody's afraid to do anything because you're going to get canceled, going to get put down. 
Nowadays, people just walk up to you and cold cock you, push you in front of trains. But yeah, America's doing so great. Boy, Joe Biden's created 22 million jobs. See, we got to get back to common sense, people. The political science is ruining us. Some of you have to be right. So no matter what Joe Biden does is right, and no matter what Donald Trump did was bad. When you tell me to stay home and not go to work, and then you tell me now get back to work, how is that creating a job? You wouldn't let me do my job, and now you're making me do my job. How is that a new job? I had that job before you were in office. You made me stop when you got to office, and now I get to go back to my job. You didn't create a new job. You got out of my way so I could make money like I always did. It's just silly. And then contribution. Active participation and leadership in a variety of settings. Making a difference. And today, what are we supposed to make a difference in? Do you see how confusing this is? Because we need to ask ourselves those questions. Who am I? Why am I here? If I was to go up to your, the person who knew you better than anybody else and ask them to give me five words to describe you, what would you want those five words to be? Those are your values. And those are important to you. I have a friend of mine, Dave, uh, that uh, he's engaged to this woman, and I just think she is the wrong fit for him. She could care less about what he wants. All she cares about is what she wants, what she needs. I'm going to control your money. I want half of it now. I want the full control after we get married. You're going to buy me a house. You're going to sell your house. And I'm like, dude, run. Run. They have no values that are similar at all. But, you know, this is why God says wait till after marriage to physically connect. Because for a man, once they physically connect, everything else is out the window. Everything else is out the door. Once you got them by that, uh, you know, all of a sudden everything changes. They'll put up with a lot of terrible stuff just to get that one thing. And then the whole relationship becomes about that one thing. And anybody who's been married for longer than six months knows that one thing isn't always that one thing. See, this is why we're told to do what we don't. And, and we need to know who we are. But here's what happens. Because we want to connect, because we want to fit in, we start then adjusting and forget who we were. See, we create meaning out of everything. And just like as a child, we're in our environment as a kid. We have no control. We didn't choose to be born by our parents. We didn't choose to live in the house we're living in. We didn't choose to live in the city we're living in. You know, a lot of times when uh, you know, I tell people, yeah, I, I grew up in Vegas, uh, and they go, well, so what brought you to Vegas? And I'm thinking, my parents did. I was a three-year-old kid. What do you mean what brought me to Vegas? <laughs> I had no say-so in anything. I didn't get to choose where I lived. I didn't get to choose who my parents were. I didn't get to choose my socioeconomic condition. I didn't get to choose the color of my skin. I didn't get to choose what sex I was born. I didn't get to choose that I didn't have a dad. Instead, I had this dude who was sleeping with my mom and beating on me every night. I didn't get to choose any of that. And so what happens is as a kid, we figure out how to control what we can control. And we start creating belief systems. That's the basis for logotherapy. Man is created with a will to meaning. We have a void in our life, and we go through our lives to fill that void. And we fill it with a lot of things. We fill it with sex. We fill it with drugs. We fill it with rock and roll. We fill it with purpose. We fill it with uh, um, followers. We fill it with our name. We fill it with a lot of things, but it's never going to be completely satisfied, satiated, until you fill it with God. Uh, Because in the beginning, God created 
That's Genesis 1.1. And then 25 verses later it says, let us make man in our image and to our likeness. In other words, we're made in the God class. So we create. Now, this is what you got to get. What happens is we have values. We have principles. And then we get subjugated to want to fit in. We have low self-esteem, low self-worth. We want to be liked. We're not sure of who we are. We don't have self-confidence. And we want to be liked by people who we don't really care for. So we buy stuff with money we don't have to connect with people we don't like. Uh, to be, right? I mean, it's silly. It was just a game. And so that's why you got to go back to who you are and why you're here. But what happens as we grow and mature, we start getting wishy-washy, double-minded. And we put stuff behind us. And we forget who we were. We forget our values. That's what the whole camel's nose is all about. A little bit of incremental change, and before you know it, uh, Christianity's outlawed. A little bit of incremental change, and instead of um, you know, Islamic extremists being the biggest threat to America, it's now white evangelicals that are the biggest threat. Because you let the camel's nose in a little bit, and then he keeps taking more and more. I love this poem, The Camel's Nose. Once in his shop a workman wrought with languid head and listless thought. When through the open window space, behold, a camel thrust his face. My nose is cold, he meekly cried. Oh, let me warm it by thy side. Since no denial word was said, in came the nose, in came the head. As sure as sermon follows text, the long and scraggly neck came next. And then, as falls the threatening storm, in leaped the whole ungainly form. Aghast the owner gazed around, and the rude invader frowned. Convinced, as closer still he pressed, there was no room for such a guest. Yet more astonished heard him say, If thou art troubled, go away, for in this place I choose to stay. O youthful hearts for gladness born, Treat not this Arab lore with scorn. To evil habits earliest while, Lend neither ear nor glance nor smile. Choke the dark fountain ere it flows, Nor even admit the camel's nose. Sometimes you don't even open the door. And so what we got to do to make things work is we got to have this cognitive dissonance. See, we have a structure of our beliefs that were put in place from the time we were five years old. That's what Dr. Adler says. By the time a child is five years old, the majority of their map of reality is in place. And that map of reality is, is basically basic understandings of who you are, how you fit in, family, the basic values, what you need to do to survive, uh, your self-worth, your self-esteem. That, the basic core structure of that is in place. But then we have to survive. We have to get through. We have to connect. We want to be liked. We want to belong. We have a need to belong. And so we start becoming other people. Someone does something to us they shouldn't have done, and now we equate that bad thing that should have never happened to us as a way for people like us. And then we become very promiscuous. We become addicted to pornography. Uh, we, uh, I mean, it just sins of the father go three to four generations. And so what I do is I got to help you get in there and clean stuff up. Because remember, everything you've ever been experienced is stored in your unconscious brain. So it's all in there, all the things you've ever been told, all the pain, all the trauma, all the drama. Remember, 40% of all first-term memories are made up. They're just made up. Things we were told, things that we recall, things that were deleted, distorted. And so after the break, I want to show you this is all that stuff. When you have a stimulus 
and something happens between the stimulus and response, all this stuff, all your experience, all your trauma, all your drama, all the stuff on your reticular activating system, all your stories, all what you've been told, all your belief systems, all that is the pool from which that stuff, that ooze comes out of that fills the space between the stimulus and the response. And this is where we've got to be in control. We've got to have emotional intelligence. We've got to have cognitive behavioral therapy. We've got to have analysis to understand what's going on so that we have our power, our freedom. And after the break, I'm going to go through some ways to do that. I'm Black. We'll be right back. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Some of your favorite pastors and authors are bringing you their most popular devotionals free. Discover the joy and peace you can experience every day when you spend focused time in God's Word. Sign up for daily devotionals from crosswalk.com and get inspiration and encouragement sent right to your inbox with devotionals for parenting, singles, women, and more. Crosswalk.com provides spiritual growth for every stage of life. Crosswalk.com is a division of Salem Media Group. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black, and we are back. Two men sit behind bars. 
One sees mud, the other sees stars. Isn't that interesting? They're both in the same situation. They're both behind bars. They're sitting right next to each other. But one is seeing one thing and one is seeing another. Why? Because nobody responds to reality. We respond to our map of reality. No one responds to what is happening. They respond to their narrative of what is happening. And because of logotherapy, Dr. Victor Frankel's work, we, man has a will to meaning. So whether you realize or not, or remember your little kids when they're little four and five years old, and why mommy? Why daddy? Why does that happen? Why are they doing that? Why does it say that? Why, don't you get what they're doing? They're connecting dots. Dots are called belief systems. If A, then B. That's what a belief system is. And those belief systems are the construct of everything you do or do not do. They are the amino acids. They are the DNA. They are the molecular structure. Uh, I, I don't know how else. Uh, they're the quantum physics. They are the components, the atoms that make up your experience. And the problem is uh, what happens is between, remember, our mind is six times faster than we talk. And so what happens when someone says something or does something, we don't automatically respond to that. What we do is we go to what we know. This is how God made you. You go to your past. You see something from your past, right? The visual field. Or you hear something from the past, the auditory field. Or you feel something, the kinesthetic field. And I'm talking either emotionally or tactilely. And then based on that, you respond. You're not responding to what that other person said or did. You're responding to your narrative. Now, now you got to ask, so where does the information for that narrative, where is all this stuff? And it comes from your past, your belief systems, from the narrative. And remember in transaction analysis, we call it life scripts. Uh, in NLP, we call it frame. Uh, but it's really your narrative. And this is the thing. We got, realize how much information comes in. So I got this here. This was from Fast Company about eight years ago. I caught this article. It says, we create a world of 300 exabytes of human-made information. 300 exabytes. It says, quote, try processing all that. I know, graduates, I shouldn't say try. Anyways, so ready for this? I've never heard of exabyte. An exabyte is 1,024 times larger than a petabyte. Guess what? I've never heard of a petabyte. How about this? There are 1,024 terabytes or 1 million gigabytes in a petabyte. Isn't that amazing? The human brain is also loaded daily with 34 gigabytes of information. This deluge of information in modern times by the media and other information sources has led to daily bombing of the average human brain with such a large volume of information which could overload even a powerful computer. So this study is conducted by University of California, San Diego, uh, the British Times of London, and the Telegraph. Believes that people are every day inundated with the equivalent of 34 gigabytes information. Through mobile phones, online entertainment services, the internet, electronic mail, television, radio, newspapers, books, social media, people receive every day about 105,000 words or 23 words per second in half a day. That's what we get because we're awake for 12 hours a day. Although people cannot really read these 105,000 words each day, this is the real number estimated to be reaching the human eyes and ears every day. After adding pictures, video games, etc., we reach the volume of 34 gigabytes of information per day. The total consumption of information from television, computers, and other information was estimated for the U.S. to be 3.6 million gigabytes. Now, add to this your 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. 
that Dr. Susan Lee says we have, and you can see how people are in information overload. I just pulled up Fox News. Just pulled it up. So, uh, again, the three times vaccinated, four times boosted, uh, octogenarian president, a joke, his uh, positive for COVID again. What do you know? Because there's got to be after a crisis so we can get mail-in votes uh, in October. If the Democrats don't get mail-in votes, it's going to be a slaughter. And so there's going to be some crisis, mark my words, for something to get some of those 20 million mail-in votes that came from China again. We need some more Chinese votes, or they do, I should say. So, but look at the news. This is what our kids are seeing. So that, uh, now we're stripping honors. Wounded knee soldiers may lose medals of honor over massacre. And then other people in Vietnam are getting awards. Teachers Union takes a survey uh, that back that blows up in their face that says Republicans are right on the moral issues in classroom and Democrats are making things political. They funded this entire survey and it blew up in their face and said, hey, people don't like what you're doing. You look at this. You look at the Dave Chappelle. His show was canceled. Totalitarian censorship. Look at Disney. I mean, two big old black families, black families just fighting, brawling with each other. People just going up to people, cold cock at each other. Biden's approval ratings in the 31%. I mean, Donald Trump's making him look like an outcast. I mean, look at all the confusion out there. You got a guy goes in there, a, a guy in a mall in Indiana kills three people in 50, 20 seconds. Guy comes out of the bathroom, pulls a gun, nails him, kills him, cuts eight of 10 shots from 400 meters away or 400 yards away. Puts them down. Probably saved a good 10, 20 lives. And yet people who are anti-gun, now they can't even uh, congratulate him or say anything good. They have to destroy him. How about this one? Maximum pain. Uh, progressives. This is an article. Today's article. Columnists call for Biden to keep gases even higher. Set a $5 minimum. That way they can get their electric cars and green initiatives. How about this one? Confusion ensues after Biden claims during speech that oil refinery gave him cancer. No, it didn't. I mean, I could just do articles. It's confusing. Uh, the woman of the year is a man. Here's an LGBTQ woman who, who's uh, he's a man, but wanting to be a woman. They had to move him out of a New York City prison because he impregnated two people. Guess what? Have you ever heard of a woman impregnating another woman? Follow the science. It's impossible. That would have to be a man, wouldn't it? You got the left that can't even define a woman. You got Supreme Court justice that can't even now define a woman. This is how crazy it's getting. And now all of our kids are learning this stuff. And so that, you know, pronoun, just because that person looks like a boy, you can't use a pronoun. My kid, my little seven-year-old kid's confused over what pronouns, he, she, we, and we're starting to It's getting crazy. It's getting crazy. This is where all this stuff comes from. This is the narrative. This is what we got to control. And this is what's shut you down. You've got to turn off CNN. You've got to turn off MSNBC. You've got to limit the amount of social media on. You are being programmed. You are being manipulated. You are being taught to hate what the, the, the world system wants you to hate. And if you're a child of God, how dare you? God says if you love him, the world's going to hate you. God says the world system is your enemy, and yet you vote Democratic. You go along with this world power that's destroying America, that hates God. Well, he loves the God of Islam, just not the God of the Bible. And he loves his Catholic God. But outside of that, that's it. We've got to control what's going on in our head. You've got to realize you're, it's a war. And if you don't control, because when you get that narrative, 
that is not in your control, you snap. Man, last night I didn't go to Bible study. You know why? I was so agitated. I was ready to bite someone's head off. And I'm like, I can't be around people. I'm just my spirit's been agitated. And so I wanted to go to Bible study. I love to go to Bible study. But I didn't because I didn't think it was healthy because I was in an irritated state of mind. And I didn't want to treat people poorly. That's not, uh, oh, my gosh, go to church and then I'm going to treat people poorly. And so I knew that. I was struggling. And so I chose to stay home because of all the stuff that's going in. I'm under constant attack. That's why Dr. Caroline Leaf in the study of epigenetics says this. 75 to 95% of the illnesses that plague us today are a direct result of our thought life. What we think about affects us physically and emotionally. It's an epidemic of toxic emotions. The average person has between 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. And through an uncontrolled thought life, we create the conditions for illness. We make ourselves sick. Research shows that fear all on its own triggers more than 1,400 known physical and chemical responses and activates more than 30 different hormones. Remember, the two greatest commandments in the Bible is to remember and do not fear. God wants you to remember how he made you. Remember that you have the power and the freedom to control your thought. Realize that you can hold your thoughts captive. Realize that you can hold your tongue, that you don't have to lash out with every thought that comes in your head because the mind was made six times faster than we can talk. He wants you to do not fear because he knows the control of fear. And he tells you to remember because there's a, there's a shiny one out there that wants to confuse you. That's what the whole narrative is about. That's what whole state-run media is about. That's what the deep state's about. You've got to hate Trump, hate conservatism, and love liberalism and think all black people are weak and victims and all women are victims and all that. Stop with the victim mentality. Pick yourself up. Dust yourself off. Hit again. Have mercy. Have grace. You see someone struggling, love on them. Who cares what bathroom they use? Who cares who they sleep with? Stay out of the way of God and his people. Their sins between him, my sins between me and God, your sins between you and God. Our job is to love people and control what we allow in our heads. If I could go back to little me and tell me one word of wisdom, control what you allow in your head, black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. your attention let me tell you all about us whoa tough crowd anybody out there hello fighting to be heard in today's competitive digital world anyone too often digital campaigns fail because it's being handled by someone inexperienced it's time for salem surround because our specialists break through all the clutter and put your message and your business front and center our team is the best of the best with years of experience and superior ideas and innovations salem surround is obsessed with your success no cookie cutter treatments here everything is tailored to you your company and your message with salem surround you get it all from up-to-the-minute analytic reports and insight to managing every aspect of your digital and marketing needs. So let's turn up the volume on your business. Get started with Salem Surround today. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. 
Connecting you with new customers. Ringing Liberty. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.